They needed to show how people were suffering. This mandate came from the Farm Security Administration, one of the New Deal agencies created by President Franklin Delano Roosevelt. In 1937, Congress passed the Farm Security Act, which folded the Resettlement Administration into a new body, the Farm Security Administration. Bob Gollard is a specialist librarian for economics, political science, and criminal justice at Indiana University. One of the primary goals of the FSA was to buy unproductive land owned by farmers and resettle them under the guidance of government experts. As part of that, they wanted to promote their programs, their new initiatives, which were really geared to help impoverished rural citizens. Nan Brewer is curator of Works on Paper at the IU Art Museum, which owns 800 FSA photos. The key to promoting these relief programs lay in a massive propaganda machine fueled by photography. Bob Gullard explained. Part of their, the mission of the FSA was really to publicize what they were doing, and using photos and publications was very important. In 1940, more than 1,400 images per month appeared in publications. The method was to send photographers out and shoot before and after scenes about resettlement or FSA projects to show the need for action and also the results of FSA programs, the effect of a loan. That helped the government agencies to promote their political agenda, which was to get people supportive of these economic initiatives to help help the farmers and people in small-town America. Roy Stryker was in charge of the FSA's so-called historical division, which took the photos and arranged for their dissemination. People would come to the office in Washington, and Stryker had relationships with newspapers and life and look, and they would come and use them. He would send them out. I mean, it was a, a big campaign to get photos out into the hands of anybody who wanted them. I mean, basically, they, the whole point was to get as many out there as possible. For example, the, the, the photo from Pie Town, which he published in a magazine called U.S. Camera in 1941, you know, people were really startled to see people are living in dugouts, a dirt home. You know, if you saw that today, you'd be startled. Well, it was even startling then to see somebody who basically built his home by buying 40, 40 cents worth of nails and building a dugout in the earth. In the photo Bob is referring to, a family of seven poses in their dugout home in Pie Town, New Mexico, for FSA photographer Russell Lee. Nan read Lee's original caption. Mr. and Mrs. Jack Winery and their five children in their dugout, Pie Town, New Mexico. Mr. Winery had worked on farms in Texas for wages until homesteading one year ago. He arrived in Pie Town with 30 cents, which he spent for nails to build his dugout. He donates his services as a preacher to the church. As befits a preacher's family, the children are well-groomed and the wife apparently house-proud, having made frilly white curtains for the small ground-level window the family poses under. While Jack Winery himself sports a huge, toothy grin, it would be safe to characterize his wife's expression as highly ambivalent. In another photo from the FSA's first year, we see two other women who've seen some hard times. The women could have been part of a migrant family from Arkansas on their way to the lower Rio Grande to pick cotton, or the wife of a tenant farmer displaced by tractors, or simply one of the many unemployed caused by the Depression. In this 1937 photo by Dorothea Lang, body language is everything. Part of a family on relief, according to Lang's caption, the woman standing in the doorway regards the photographer suspiciously. The other sits in a rocking chair on the porch, arms crossed, eyes averted. And they both look a bit worn and a bit tired. You get a sense of the struggles of, of their life. They seem maybe that they're a little emotionally beaten down by the struggles of the Depression. 
In contrast to these before pictures, there are plenty of afters. Below that, we have an image of the elderly couple that are farm security borrowers on their farm in Colorado, and they look like they now are seeing the fruits of that relief, literally holding their vegetables in front of them very proudly, happy to look directly at the photographer. On top of their sheer formal strength, the photos conveyed their meaning because of the credibility the medium held at the time. They use these images as historic records. People had a great trust in photography as being truthful. More than paintings, more than drawings, they really felt that, that this was authentic. Nonetheless, these photos were clearly not artless slices of life. The photographers themselves are very conscious of composition, organizing their subjects, picking out important details. And that was something that Roy Stryker himself encouraged through what he called shooting scripts. He would give to the photographers. They would say, you know, look for this type of a subject. And sometimes they were small details, a, a doll that a child was holding that might add kind of an emotional connection. It's interesting to me because we tend to think of art as being kind of pure and no strings attached and we think definitely people think of photography and especially photojournalism as being so something that's objective and uh, and quite obviously uh, these photos were to one extent or another staged or framed yes. and also had kind of an agenda that was placed on them from the outside. Yes. There was an exhibit several years ago in New York where they compared photos from the Depression in the United States with photos from the Soviet Union, you know, which are very similar in look, except for there everybody was happy, everybody was smiling, everybody looked well, everybody looked strong. So, you know, these are coming closer. And there was a debate during the Depression, what is documentary photography? What What is it? Are these simply artifacts? You know, are they art? What is the purpose of documentary photos? Although that question may remain unanswered, the effect of these pictures on the development of the genre is indisputable. There were over a quarter million negatives that were produced by the Farm Security Administration, so it was by far the largest photo documentary project that had ever been undertaken. So just by the sheer numbers of images that were produced and were circulated, it certainly had a major impact on the promotion of a documentary style of photography. By dint of a friendship between Roy Stryker and Henry Holmes Smith, the first professor of photography at IU, Stryker's personal study collection of more than 800 prints wound up at the university. When they're not on display, the photos may be perused by appointment in the museum's print study room. For WFIU, I'm Yael Cassander.